Good afternoon and welcome to another episode of uh, Small Worship with the Templar Knight. Uh, today we're going to have a small talk about uh, salvation. But before we get started on that, I'm a Templar Knight, of course. And uh, we were talking about uh, the gospel of Christ. Um, how is it that people that uh, have not heard of God, but can live their daily lives in love and love for one another? Now, is that they haven't heard about God? So do you think they would go to hell for that? Well, ultimately, it's God's judgment, but we are to spread the word of God as often and to as many people as we can so everybody hears it to fulfill the scriptures. So before we get started talking today about salvation, let's bow our heads and uh, pray for the mission of the church. Lord, open our eyes to see the tasks of going in Christ's name into your world with the good news of Jesus Christ. We acknowledge again that we depend on you to give you to give us what we need to sustain us on our journey through life. Make us more intimate in knowing Christ. May we fall in love with him again and again and again. Release us to share our faith boldly, naturally and spontaneously. Re-energize us in our praise and worship of the living God. May we learn afresh to serve one another in true love and to be bold in bringing the goodness of Jesus Christ to this needy world. In some places, Lord, the ground is barren. May we sow with faith, watering and nurturing the seeds of your word with prayer and sensitivity. In many other places, Lord, the fields are ready to be harvested. May we go faithfully, boldly, and in the power of your spirit to gather the in newcomers to follow Jesus Christ. Lord of the harvest, we, we pray that you will send out workers into your fields. Give us a renewed confidence in the gospel of Christ that is really is the power of God to save man, woman, and young people who at present do not know you. We thank you again for the power of the cross of Christ. Work in our lives individually and together so that you can use us Mold us, equip us to bring the living water of Christ to a dry and needy community, to bring a fresh touch of your spirit to those around us. Baptize us with your spirit to make us strong and bold. Give us a heightened sense of urgency to live for Christ today, where we are now, and to speak out for you as opportunities open up for us. Stir in us an even deeper desire to pray. Set our hearts on fire to seek you and to pray for our world. May we all go out trusting you with your authority, living and declaring the incredible life-changing good news of Jesus Christ, for we pray this in his name. Amen. Salvation. Salvation is as plain as day. If you look up Romans 10, chapter 13, you can, you can see this. The Bible is a wonderful book. It tells us to do a certain thing, tells us how to do it, and then promises strength to help us in doing it. It tells us that men must die and face judgment, face the judgment of the holy and righteous God. Prepare. 
is the great warning word of the scriptures. Be prepared. And the Bible tells us how to make that preparation, telling us uh, all along that time is fleeting, that life is short, and judgment is for sure. If any man in America goes to hell or in the world, he will have no one to blame but himself. He can't say, I didn't know how to be saved. The Bible plainly explains the way of salvation so simply that a child can understand it. Uh, listen to these scriptures. Acts chapter 16, verse 31. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. John chapter 1, verse 12. As many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on, in, on his name. Isaiah chapter 45, verse 22. Look unto me, and be ye saved all the ends of the earth. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. John chapter 6, verse 37. Him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. Then look at, look at some other text. For whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. All through the Bible, we see that we are saved by turning away from sin and repentance and turning to God through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Some people may say that it's too simple, that God requires more. They say that we must weep and work and go through this form on that ritual. No, not at all. God says what he means and means what he says. Three times you will find uh, in the text the word of God. He really means that anyone, whoever or whatever he may be, can be saved by coming to Jesus Christ. Salvation's promised. It is a salvation from the guilt of sin. Romans chapter 3, verse 23. That tells us that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We are all guilty, and there is not one on the earth who does good and does not sin. The good man sins and the bad man sins. The rich man sins and the poor man sins. The educated man sins and the ignorant man sins. Their sins may be different in degree, in degree but they have all sinned. The poor prostitute on the streets is a sinner, but so is the high society woman on the, on, up in the, in the high status of life. The thief and the murderer are, sin, are sinners, but so is the moral man who occupies the highest position in the community. Sinners all in God's sight. A certain uh, a young woman came to a doctor for some x-rays. She declared she had no money and she couldn't pay, so the doctor agreed to take the x-rays without charge. But when he turned on the x-ray machine, he saw five $20 gold pieces sewn into her blouse. God sees like that. Think about that. He looks deep into our heart and sees that uh, sees the sin that is there. A man who commits a crime may be declared innocent and freed by a jury, but the guilt still rests on his soul. But, but God's grace is greater than all of our sin. And when we come to him, he not only forgives us, but he justifies us, making us as if we had never sinned. Romans chapter 8 verse 1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation or condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. 
It is a salvation from the power of sin. Sinners are slaves. Think about it. Some some to drink, some to profanity, some to dishonesty, some to immorality, and some to their own selfish ego and self-righteousness. But in this salvation, Jesus gives us an over, overcoming power. Uh, on January 1st, 1865, Abraham Lincoln freed three million slaves. He was the president of our country, and he had the power to do that. But there is only one who can strife off the shackles of sin, and that is Jesus Christ. John chapter 8, verse 36, quote, If the Son, therefore, shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. A sheriff in a small Iowa town was awakened one night by a call from a carnival owner. Two of his employees had been uh, experimenting with a pair of handcuffs, and one of them had become shackled and could not get the handcuffs off. So he called the sheriff to free the man. But when men are shackled by sin, they need to come to Jesus Christ, who alone can free them from the power of sin. He is the only one. It is a salvation from the penalty of sin. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal, eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans chapter 6, verse 23. What is the penalty of sin? It's an awful thing, as we find in Revelations 21, uh, uh, verse 8. But the fearful and the unbelieving and the and abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake, which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. This is the fate of the sinner, the unbeliever. How can he be saved from this faith? Again, let the book speak. Whosoever shall come upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. A soldier, an old soldier in, in Russia sat down at a table and listed all of his debts on a sheet of paper. After he had added up all these debts, he wrote under them the words, Who will pay for all this? He was tired and exhausted. He leaned over the table and went to sleep. Later, the czar came by, picked up the list, and read it. Then beneath the list of debts, he wrote these words. I, Nicholas, the czar of Russia. You can imagine how happy the soldier was when he woke and came to realize that all of his debts would be cleared by his sovereign. Let the sinner add up all these debts of a lifetime and ask the same question. Who will pay for all these transgressions? And the answer comes back from the cross. I, Jesus, the Son of God, have already paid for them with my blood. Then the sinner can rejoice and, and he can be saved from the awful penalty of sin. It is a salvation to liberty, to sonship, to an inheritance uh, incorruptible when we call on him he sets us free he adopts us into god's great family he promises all the joys of time and eternity um, when i was a young man i i knew this well-to-do family that that lived uh away from us the, the father and mother who lived in uh out in the they lived out in the country um living behind a little boy this this family owed no obligation to 
the poor family or to anybody or to a little orphans or to anybody. But they took, uh, took this little boy into their home and they gave him their honored name and all the advantages of their home. Jesus does that and more. He adopts us into his family. He gives us a new and honored name and blesses us with all the riches of heaven and earth. We secure the salvation by calling on his name. Now, this, uh, this implies several things. This is salvation secured. This, calls, this call implies a realization of our need of salvation. Um, we say to, to people who does not know Christ as a personal Savior, you must realize that uh, you are a sinner under the curse of the law. As such, you can never enter into heaven, but are forever lost. And there's nothing left for you except eternal loss and death. And they reply, that's not so. I am as good as you are. As long as one has the attitude he will never be saved, if you don't think that you are hopelessly lost, you'll never be gloriously saved. Let's talk about Cornelius. Cornelius was a wonderful man in the eyes of the world. He, he prayed daily. He lived a good life. He gave generously to the poor. But there came a time when he realized that his goodness could not, uh, could not save him. Uh, so he sent for Simon Peter um, to come and tell him about the Savior. He had to realize that he was lost before he could be saved. So, so must everyone, every lost person. Many, many years ago, and, and this is many years ago, uh, there was a man that told me that he made a profession of faith in a, in a, a small church. So I urged him to go ahead and, and, and follow Christ and baptism and uh, church membership. He said, no, not now. Um, some days later, I asked a member of his family where this man was, and the answer came back. He has been drunk for several days. He had made some sort of profession, but he had not been willing to give up his sin. So he never gave up his sin. I don't know where he is today. I didn't give up on him. I encouraged him to go back to church. Uh, men want to be saved from hell, but they still want to hold on to their sins. Yet, it is a sin that damns them forever. But when a man calls on the Lord in the way expressed in our text, uh, in the Bible, it means that he wants to be saved out of any cost. The psalmist said, Blessed are they that seek him with the whole heart. Psalms. Uh, 119 verse 2. Jesus said, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Matthew chapter 6 uh, or chapter 5 verse 6. He never turns a hungry soul away from his table of salvation and blessings. Salvation comes not from the Reformation 
or good works or a good life, but from a sincere looking up to God through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. To tell a man that since he is a good man, he doesn't have to worry about salvation or death or judgment is to do him a great disservice because it's not true. Uh, to tell him to cast aside all of his self-righteousness and trust the Lord to save him is to do him the greatest service around. The text is so inclusive that it covers every race, kindred, and tongue. It simply means that anyone who calls on the Lord will be saved, be he good or bad, rich or poor, ignorant or educated. Richard Baxter said, I am glad that the Lord said, Whoever, whosoever instead of Richard Baxter, for there may be other Richard Baxters in the world, but when he said, Whoever, whosoever, I know I am included. We live in a day of exclusiveness. There are clubs open only to certain people. There are residential sections where only those houses are allowed to be built which are involved a certain uh, money standard. There are cemeteries where only members of a particular group can be buried. But Jesus throws the door to heaven wide open and says, let everyone come in who repents of his sin and places his trust in me. The good moral man says, don't class me as a sinner. I live a good life. I try to be nice to everyone and, and, and give to many worthy causes. But he is not only a sinner, he's a lost sinner. If he has never been born again through faith in Christ, then he's, he's still a lost sinner. Dr. L. R. Scarborough was conducting a meeting one time and then preached a repentance of faith. A fine young woman said to him, I don't need that. I'm not a sinner. He asked her if she had ever trusted Jesus Christ as her Savior, the Son of God who died for her. When she replied that she had never done so, he told her that uh, she had committed the greatest sin of all by rejecting the one who loved her and gave himself for her on a cruel cross. She soon saw the point and then came weeping to the Savior's feet. Uh, the evil man says, I'm too, I'm, I am too great a sinner. Well, he's just the one God delights to save. The, the skeptic will say, I don't believe certain things, but if, we, if he will call on the Lord, God will reveal to him and to himself, to him, and save him. A man once said to uh, Dwight L. Moody, you all know who he is, I'd like to become a Christian, but there are certain questions about Christianity that I cannot answer. Then Mr. Moody said, uh, you know, kneel down here and tell Christ from your heart that you will take him as your Savior and, and will take up the matter of your questions in the morning. The young man accepted Christ that night. And when he came back to Mr. Mooney the next morning, he said, every question has now been answered and the Lord has wondrously saved me. Imagine that. Praying to God and he answers all your questions. One man saved. I would like to become a Christian, but I have committed an unpardonable sin, and there is no hope for me. 
That man is on good ground and ready for salvation if he will call on the Lord. For if a person has concern for his soul's salvation, you can be sure that he's not guilty of committing the unpardonable sin. Some other man says, I can't hold out. God doesn't ask you to hold out. You can't do it anyway. For your fingers are too short and your arms are too weak. He just asks you to trust him, and then he'll hold you forever. He always finishes what he begins. Uh, listen to Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. Being confident of this very thing that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. And Hebrews chapter 7, verse 25 says, He is able to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. He who saves you, saves you forever. Again, I say, he does this holding. Let's go up to heaven for a few minutes and interview several people up there. Uh, down the golden street comes Moses, the greatest man in the Old Testament. Moses, we say, God saved you. Did you hold out? And he says, no. I sinned. I disobeyed God. And he would not let me enter the promised land with the people I had led for 40 years, but he held on to me in spite of my sin, and, and I brought me and, and brought me home to a greater promised land than Canaan. Next we visit David, and we say to David, David, uh, you were saved. Did, did you hold out? What's David say? No, I sinned grievously. But God held on to me even after my awful sin and brought me safely to heaven. Then we see Paul and we say to him, Paul, God saved you out there in the, on the Damascus Road. Did you hold out? And, Paul's, and, and Paul, who before his conversation had been a, the chief of sinners, says, No, there was warfare always in my soul. Good and evil were always contending for suprem supremacy in my life. If it had been left to me to overcome those things that beset me, I would have been defeated. But all the time, the one who took hold of me on the Damascus Road was still holding me. So when my head rolled off in the Roman block, he brought my soul right up uh, here to heaven. I can imagine that scene when Peter preached Christ on the day of Pentecost. In his audience, there were some who had helped to crucify the Lord Jesus. One man comes up to him and says, uh, Peter, I, I laid the laid straps uh, on his back. I put those stripes there. Is there any hope for me? And Peter replies, yeah, just call on the name of the Lord and you'll be saved. Another one says, I pressed the crown of thorns down on his head. Is there any hope for me? And Peter gives him the same answer. Just call on the name of the Lord and he will save you. And others come and confess their sins. I, I drove the nails into his hands, says one. Another one says, I, I lifted the cross on which he died. Another one says, I gambled for his garments and he bled his life away. Another one says, I thrust the spear deep into his side after he was dead. And Peter says to each one of them, yes, we are all sinners. We are all responsible for his death. But there is hope. Just call on the name of the Lord and he will save you. 
how wonderful it all is. Think about all this. When we repent of our sins and when we have sincere desire to be saved, when in faith we with a salvation that never ends, if you have never called on the Lord in this way, why not do it today? He is a loving Savior. He is plenteous in mercy and grace. He is waiting to save you. These great big ships of, of years gone by had a man on the deck and to strike the hour and cry out, All's well. Then others would take up into the cry and until finally the man high up in the crow's nest would cry out, All's well. Let me urge you today to call on the Lord. Then you can say to all the world and to your own heart, All is well with my soul. I have called on his name and he has saved me as he promised to do. Call on our Lord Jesus Christ. I also have some uh, other news. We have uh, our commandery, uh, the resurrection commandery in, uh, in Uganda. Um, this bishop, uh, I'm not going to give you his name. He, you just need to know that he runs all kinds of things there. Um, he's teaching pastors there now and bringing pastors up. Um, he also, they also have an orphanage. And unfortunately, there was a child kidnapped from that orphanage. So what I'm asking here is to pray that this young girl be returned. Pray your own prayers for that. Let's pray for our communities. Bow your heads in prayer. I thank you, Heavenly Father, for all those who work in our community to make things go smoothly. For those in schools, the head teacher, teachers' assistants and helpers, governors, caretakers, cleaners in the hospitals, doctors, consultants, nurses, administrators, technical staff, and cleaners. For those who work for the police and ambulance service and fire and rescue service, for shopkeepers and for all those who serve and stock the shops and supermarkets, for those who work in the garages and gas stations and filling stations, for the postmen and the postwomen farmers, and for those who deliver milk to the dairies, those who work in the hotels and cafes. Lord, I'm sure I've missed, missed out on some. Forgive me. Um, Lord, thank you for our, our commandery in Uganda. And thank you for our order that we're trying to grow and, and bring more people closer to Christ and so we can help spread the word of our Lord. Um, may I show my appreciation to more of these people that I have mentioned. I pray, Lord, to encourage them in their own routine, tasks, and jobs. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Thank you for joining me here today. This is Friday, my usual day. May God bless you all.